Welcome to Trivial Retreat, the game in which we turn the tables on the original 1982 Genus edition of Trivial Pursuit. I'm your host, Jason Snell, and before I explain the show, let me introduce my players for this very first experimental edition of Trivial Retreat. If something goes horribly wrong, they'll be remembered as heroes. First up, it's Shelley Brisbane. Hi, Shelley. Hello, I have a beaker of acid at the ready, in case that's needed. And you're uh, blue for uh, geography. Uh, Monty Ashley will be our entertainment. I don't know, it doesn't actually matter, but you're pink for entertainment. Hi, Monty. Well, hello there. Uh, (laughs) Holding down the yellow wedge is Kelly Gamont. Hello. I was led to believe there would be no math. Uh, There will be a little bit of math, but it's okay. Uh, arts and literature of course this is all random.org but yes it is published author dan morin hi uh i'll take potent potables for 400 jason <laughs> uh she's a miracle of science and nature it's kathy campbell <laughs> i am very sciencey today <laughs> and i will remind you that sports and leisure includes drinking it's steve lutz <laughs> I am your final contestant, Steve Lutz, and uh, please welcome our host, Jason Snell. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here. Now, let me explain what this game is. I've got a box of cards from the original Genus edition of Trivial Pursuit, and if you grew up in the 80s and played this game a lot, you may even think you've memorized a bunch of the answers, and maybe you have, but have you memorized the questions? In this game, I'm going to read from the back of a card, and my contestants will all need to guess what the actual question was. I've got 10 points to give out for every round based on how close I judge that you've gotten to the right question. And if you displease me, I can always refuse to give some or all of those 10 points to you all. Extra points will go into the account of our Canadian ghost player, Caillou. Whomever has the most points after an arbitrary number of rounds will be declared the winner by me, the host. Did Caillou die? (laughs) Has Caillou been dead this whole time? (laughs) Eric and Stephen will be very happy. Trivial Pursuit was invented by Canadians, and I thought I needed a name for the ghost player, and it's Caillou, at least this time. Is that what they say in the version of the in the Canadian version of the Sixth Sense? I see Caillou. I see Caillou. Um, What a tragedy that movie would be. Uh, How how this all works should become clear as we play. At least that's the plan. But let me give you an example. If I said that in the category of history, the answer is Gerald Ford. You could answer who succeeded Agnew as vice president. What stumble bum did Chevy Chase play for laughs on Saturday Night Live? Or who said our long national nightmare is over? The first two are factually correct. The third one is the real question from the genus edition Mm. of Trivial Pursuit. Now, if I feel generous, I may grant you some points for accuracy. However, if you answer something like who designed the Ford F-150, you will get laughs. Good job. Congratulations. No points for you. And here is a (laughs) Trivial Pursuit pro tip in this cardboard box right here. It's still 1982. The Soviet Union and East Germany are countries. Remember that when you're crafting your answers. Shall we get started? I I need your assent here. (laughs) It's very important that I have your assent before we continue. Uh-huh. Hang on. Yes, I need to I'm do capable a few lines of performing here. the duties in the exit row, <laughs> right, Jason. Thank you. Let's yep. go. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Here is our first uh our first question. Uh-huh. It is from the category of geography. And the answer is Czechoslovakia. Of course it is. Please send me your <laughs> questions now. Uh, Dan keeps typing <laughs> and then stops typing. I don't, I literally Maybe he's not, trying several answers. I keep thinking, like, what is the question? That's not it. What but is I'm Czechoslovakia? Type <laughs> 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 the answer is Czechoslovakia? Yep. <laughs> it's, yes, tautology pursuit. 
This is going to be just a complete dumpster fire, I can tell already. <laughs> yeah, <It's>... me too. <laughs> yep. Wait, that's what I was uh, promised. I was assuming a dumpster fire. Yeah. Right? Never just lead for off with, extra with fun. Czechoslovakia, Jason. That's, yeah, that was a, that's that's you a rough over one. Time. You never lead with Czechoslovakia. You know what they say. I, unfortunately, will constantly be having the song that was we sang in high school to this country. That I will not sing for you right now. Well, that well, that was a lot of lead up for nothing, Kathy. <laughs> That's a long <laughs> way to go to get nowhere. Ready for it, baby. Okay, fine. Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia, Czech, 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 and Slovak. Yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's get our answers now. <laughs> That's for, going so well. Must we? Czechoslovakia from the category of geography. Let's start with Steve. Steve, what oh. was your answer? I'm the first to be shamed. Huh? This is how this works. Mm hmm. Last to be announced and first to be shamed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I had no idea what to do with this, so I went with which European country speaks the most distinct languages? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a nice question. I, <laughs> I don't, thought it was. I don't consider it particularly geographical, and it's <laughs> not the question I was looking for. I award you no points. Languages spoken in a country is very much part of geography. Well, that's I'll take that under advisement. Kathy, what was your answer? <laughs> My an- uh, question for the answer your question, was, yes. what European country has the longest name? A lot of letters in that name, but uh, that is also not the question <laughs> that I was so looking close. for. I also award you zero points. <laughs> no point. Monty. Zero point, buddies. N- no what, points for this what, song? What question, what question do you have for me, Monty? Uh, my question is... In what country was tennis great Martina Navratilova born? Interesting. Hmm. Uh, geography little, and not sports, sports major. It's, it's geographical. In it's, what country? It's, sounds it's, very it's geographical. Countries are geographical. It's true. Um, this is also not what I was looking for, and I also award you no points. Sorry it, about that. Oh, but it's such an accurate question. The representative from the great state of sports and leisure would like to protest. <laughs> Shelley, uh, what was your question for me? I said, what country did the Soviet Union take over in 1968? Um, I like it. Uh, not the Soviet Union. I don't endorse the Soviet Union. We are at, at war with them right now. It's a Cold War. Um, I didn't endorse them. I just acknowledge their existence. This is so. also not the question. However, um, it does seem a little more geographic to me. And I award you two points. Thank you. Kelly. Which European country is one of the six in the world that includes the letter Z? Now, did you make that up? That number six? Yes, um, I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I I think I was I was I admired your precision. You get three points, half of six. <laughs> nice. And that leaves Dan. Dan, uh, what question did you ask? Well, it was geography, so I just went with which European country lies between Austria and the USSR. Ooh, that's pretty <laughs> geographical. That's very good. I found this the most geographic of all of your wrong questions. <laughs> all right, I'm starting to understand the game now. Therefore, Dan receives four points. Well, Monty, I may change how the game is scored in the next round because this oh, is the man. very first round ever. But we'll see how it goes. I award Dan four points, which puts Dan in the lead. And yes, that does mean that Caillou gets a point. Caillou, oh. I award you a point. Oh. Does anybody know if Czechoslovakia is the only European country that was between Austria and USSR? And in fact, is that where it yeah, is? Of course it's not true. <laughs> the, the correct answer is, what country forms all of Hungary's northern border? Uh-huh. Oh. Pretty geographic. Okay. The borders, that Dan had the borders, and I like that. That's and a good so Dan question. Gets four points. That's a very good question. All right. Well, Dan is in the lead. 
but it's very <laughs> early. Good job, Dan. Let's Ooh. move on to pink, shall we? Let's move on to entertainment. Oh, hallelujah. And I, I need everybody to send me. Are you going to tell v- us what is and is not entertainment now? <laughs> <laughs> is this entertainment? Is this a, you, you tell me. <laughs> it, because what could be more entertaining than the answer? Barbara Walters. Well, I just didn't know that category uh, was going to be more important than accuracy. I didn't until we started doing it. No, once. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that. I think that's an interesting choice. The answers are in. Let's go around and find out what they are. Dan, what was your answer or question? Who interviewed Michael Jackson, Mikhail Gorbachev, and Prince Charles in the span of one year? That's a pretty good get, if that's true. I think you made it up, but uh, it seems very facty. <laughs> I hope you know if I made it up or not. No points, Monty. <laughs> Who did Gilda Radner portray as Baba Wawa on Saturday Night Live? That is accurate, but not the question we were looking for. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. That is a question it? in Trivial oh, Pursuit. Monty, it as probably is. I'm going to give you a point. Now, Shelly... What was your answer? I said, who was the first female anchor of a television news show? Now, technically, she was the first woman to anchor a TV network evening newscast, but that's very close. You get two points. Kathy, what was your answer? Who was the first female to serve as an anchor for a national news show? Same answer. Uh, Same question. Two points. Steve. Which American journalist became the first female anchor of a national news program? (laughs) Same answer. Two points for Steve and Kelly. That's entertainment. What was yours? Who was the first woman co-anchor of a network evening news program? Kelly was the only one to say network evening news program, which is very specifically the actual phrase on the card three points for kelly what else was there in 1982 i had national nightly news show and i was like no there's too many ends i gotta take one out (laughs) well alliteration is your enemy kathy i know it is i'm overthinking i literally was thinking that it could be something to do with her hosting the today show back before she did the tv news anchor thing so that's why i hedged it and it didn't help (laughs) <laughs> but still, four four accurate out of six, pretty good. Caillou is denied, um, <laughs> and so after two rounds, good Kelly uh, take that. Caillou. Kelly vaults into the lead. Now we move on to round three. I, it's, I'm uh, sure glad I forgot the category that round. It's history time. <laughs> oh no! Oh, okay. oh no! And uh, here is your answer Surely, to give me a question for. It cannot be history time in the present. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the past. Well, but but this is 1982, so it is history. Whoa! Uh, Whoa. Woodrow. Wilson. Oh. oh. I'm rephrasing my. <laughs> you better do it right or you'll lose points. I just like the way that reads better. We'll see if it was. That feels more <laughs> like a Trivial Pursuit kind of question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to the answers of the questions or whatever they are. Monty, what is your question for Woodrow Wilson? Who proposed the League of Nations? All right, and I want to get Steve in here. Steve, what did you put down? Uh, who was Commander-in-Chief of the United States at the onset of World War I? Um, none of you got it right. However... <laughs> what? Ev- <laughs> Unprecedented. Shocked. Everybody else used the word president except for Monty and Steve. So everybody else gets two points, and Monty and Steve what? get no points. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so glad I rephrased my question to remove the word president. Indeed Same. you did. I made Indeed. mine a lot punchier. Indeed you did. Uh, that that the actual question: Who's the only president buried in Washington D.C.? Ah, oh, okay. as of 1982. As of right. 1982. As yes. far as you know. 
Yes, everybody <laughs> knows that Franklin Delano Roosevelt was exhumed and brought to Washington, D.C. later. Uh, Kelly remains in the lead with Shelley and Dan behind. Let's move on to arts and literature, the Brown category. I know this is Steve's favorite. Arts mm. and literature. The answer is flow. F-L-O. What's the question? Arts and literature, you arts say. Arts and literature flow. Famous flows of art and literature. <laughs> Both art and literature? I'm just reporting the news here. Oh, arts man. and literature. All right. All the answers are in. I don't know what to make of them. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Well, you're trying to make a podcast, podcast out of them last I heard. Yeah. You know, he does know how to make an answer of them. Flow. Oh. Well done, Dan. Eh. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Even I didn't buy it. <laughs> All right, let's get to the questions. Kathy, what was your question? What was the name of Jem and Scout's mother from the classic novel To Kill a Mockingbird? <laughs> Which is literature. <laughs> it is. Okay. I did not know she had a name. Maybe she didn't. Who knows? Right. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I mean, she didn't have a name. <laughs> Who knows? It could have been right or it could have been about a book. It was not about a book. You get no points. Sorry about that. <sighs> Dan, what was your question? Who is the main female character in John Updike's short story, A&P? Also not about a short story. No points for you. Kelly, what was your question? I like that you chuckled as you said that. Um, I would like everyone to know that I knew going in that this was going to be worth no points, but I hope you get a chuckle out of it anyway. What was Leonardo da Vinci's nickname? <laughs> you actually get five points. No, you don't. There's no points there. Because <laughs> he was from Florence. Monty. Yes, he yeah. was from Florence. Yeah. Sure. Yep. He was from Florence. That's how it was originally said. Uh, Monty, what is your uh, question here? What was the first name of the great Ziegfeld? Um, I. It, yeah. What, right? What, I like what? that answer. Nice. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I don't want him to I have points. Imagine no, that there is a book called The Great Ziegfeld. <laughs> yes. Okay. There's a movie called The Great Ziegfeld. And, he, and, it, and, it, and the Great Ziegfeld was Flo Ziegfeld. It, he yes. was, in fact, yes. Florence was his full name, but Flo is what they called him, yes. So, what was the first name of the Great Ziegfeld? The answer would be Flo. You gave us Flo. I asked a question. Jason, this is your game. Why am I explaining it to you? I, you know, I, I think confusing the host is good. Oh, okay. okay. New strategy. Making people. notes. <laughs> yeah, right. Knowing that that the great Ziegfeld's name is indeed Flo, also good, a point for Monty. <gasps> Yay! Congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad somebody got a point out of this. We're eating tonight. Shelley, what was your question? So I, I don't believe that arts and literature means anything. I think that it is often uh, conflated with entertainment. So I just went for the obvious, at least for me, which is what is the name of the character in Alice who said, kiss my grits? I had an alternate literary answer for which I expect no points, but I wish to share it anyway. What did Flaubert's friends call him? <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I like that. I like that. I like the fact that you made a reference to Flo, the sassy waitress on Alice, so you get two points. I could have gotten two nice. points for that. I was staying out of the <laughs> entertainment category because you I got know. mad. It's, it's, it's tough. Monty, it's tough. you're following to the, great the rules. I had so much flow trivia. It was a Holly Holiday. She had a spinoff. Mm-hmm. She did. It was she called Flow. Yep. Now, it Steve, flow. what was your answer? Well, not only from the moment you said flow could I think of nothing but Alice, mm-hmm. uh, but I managed to tie it into art in some stupid way. Uh, which employee of Mel's Diner was the subject of a series of paintings by Andy Warhol? <laughs> 
That's and pretty good. By mixing art with Alice, you get three points, Steve. I love it. Nice. Uh, that means Caillou gets four points because oh, no. he was Caillou. better than all of you. Uh, oh. Congratulations to all of us for not referencing the progressive insurance lady. <laughs> right. In 1982. I go into this thinking that um, Monty is going to get all of these because I've, I've convinced myself Monty has memorized all of them. This one I really thought he would get. The actual question is, what's the name of Andy Capp's wife? Oh. Oh. Uh, nothing better than old-timey comic strip trivia. Mm-hmm. I know Art it. Love when you and ask literature. The Art and literature. But I would not have... She is not the first flow that comes to mind. This is from the uh, science and nature category, the green category. Mm-hmm. And your answer is Topaz. Topaz. Mm. What would a trivia question with the answer Topaz be? Well, let's do that. It's a fairly limited number of things, especially in this category. It's not about the history. You've all got a one-twelfth chance of being right. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) One in 11. I knew one of the birthstones. Oh, boy. (laughs) You know, I once memorized all of the birthstones, specifically because we were playing a lot of Trivial Pursuit. All right, all the questions are in, and I think you guys all figured out what kind of a Trivial Pursuit question this was. Topaz. Shelly, what was your question? I said, uh, what is not my birthstone? Because I didn't know which one Topaz was. (laughs) Still, you got the birthstone. I'll give you a point. (laughs) Thank you. Who hasn't been in my kitchen? Monty, uh, what was your answer? (laughs) What is July's birthstone? I love that you got birthstone right. You didn't get the month right. Mm. Dan? What is the birthstone for those born in September? (laughs) You also didn't get the month right, but you and Monty, by the way, get a point because you did get what is the birthstone for mm, Kathy? What uh, month did you say? Uh, I said August. That's also wrong. One point for you, Steve. What is the birthstone for people born in the month? Of October? October is uh, not the answer. Uh, One uh, point for you. Uh, I feel like we're all moving in a certain direction, though. It's the tail end of the year, though. I know that. Steve is an ex- expert on the tail ends of things. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what is uh, your? What was your question? So I uh, I wrote, what is the birthstone for November, which is lame because it's a terrible color. Guess when I was born. <laughs> five points for Kelly. That's the question. Well done. What, what for is being the born wording? in November, she gets five points. She does. Uh, Who knew? Because she hey, knew her birthstone. What's the official Trivial Pursuit wording? The official Trivial Pursuit wording is: What is November's birthstone? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I'm giving myself a half point for proper. Uh, you did. You did phrase it properly. And if I had another yes. point to give, I would give mm. you a second point. Uh, but I'm not going to take over. it away from Shelley because she's technically accurate that it wasn't hers. I think roughly two <laughs> thirds of the science and nature questions in genus one were all about birthstones. <laughs> all right, let's move on to sports and leisure. Our sporting question mm, is to be determined, leisure. but our sporting answer is seven. Uh, seven. Seven. <laughs> seven. Seven. And seven. Seven. And the current score is Kelly in the lead with 13. Shelly has nine in second. Dan tied with Caillou, the ghost, at seven. Steve has six. Kathy, five. And Monty bringing up the rear with three. For a kid who's four, he's surprisingly good at this game. (laughs) (laughs) But he is a ghost. Did you bring us here just to get beat up by Caillou? 
He probably has all the knowledge of the ethereal plane flowing through his little bald, I transparent think, head right I now. I think that's, so that's exactly that's right. That's a bit of an advantage. That's why it can't grow hair. I didn't think we would have a competitor. Like, in low def, Steve is the one we're trying to beat. I didn't think right. we could get more loathsome. But... <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Dan, Monty can loan you one of his other two answers. Oh, yeah, I've got plenty. Hey. You yeah, want one, right, Dan? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm still working here. Oh, what if it's right, though? Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> that'd be great. Here, you can have that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so kind. Look at the sharing we've got that, going on now. That now is I want to know what that answer question, is. If I whatever ever heard it is. One. Right? Yeah. No. Nope, <laughs> oh my God. We're we're we, there's a market forming for questions here. It's amazing. <laughs> anybody else? Anybody can do do me one better. <laughs> Kathy, you got a bonus. Monty, you got a bonus. <laughs> Dan's in the market. Oh my gosh. We'll trade you some of his points. Oh, now we're talking. Dan, if I can yeah. have five points, you can have the first question I wrote mm. down. Oh, points oh, arbitrage. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Now we've got a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all of the questions are in for this sports and leisure question. Seven was the answer. Monty, what was your question? What is the most likely result when rolling two six-sided dice in a game of craps? I I like how, in true Trivial Pursuit fashion, um, gambling is leisure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I am going to reveal that the actual question is what do opposite faces of a die always add up to? Oh. Monty wow. is the only one among you to mention dice, so he gets four points. Well done. Even though that was not quite the right answer, it was real close. Shelly, what did you say? Uh, my answer, I was channeling 1982 or times previous, uh, and I said, how many gold medals did Mark Spitz win in the 1972 Olympics? Nice. That's a great nice. one. Very sporty one point Very for you. Question. Very well done. Kelly, what was yours? What is the maximum number of games in the World Series? Completely accurate and sporty. One point for you, too. That was a too. question I discounted and, you know, would have been equally wrong to the one I had, but that was my first one. There was a World Series <laughs> with, like, nine. That's true, but not anymore. It's is not that possible? Anymore. Not anymore. Dan, they didn't know not what now. they were doing. What's the maximum number of points that can be awarded in a single throw of darts? Hmm. I don't think that's true, but it's very... Leisurely. That is the opposite of true. <laughs> Leisurely and sharp. Steve, what was yours? What is the lowest point total ever scored in a single Super Bowl? All right. That's fine. It's uh, nonsense, but you get a point because that was sporty. <laughs> I wonder if it's true, though. And that leads Kathy. Kathy, what was yours? What was the first jersey number to be retired from basketball? Seven? Seven was the first number. I don't know who, <laughs> who had it, but it was the first number. Doesn't anyway, matter. Sporty, one point for you, too. And that means that uh, ever so sporty, I had a point left over, so Caillou also gets a point. Oh. Damn you, Caillou. doesn't need more points. After that round, Kelly with 14 in first place. Shelly, second place with 10. Dan and Caillou tied with eight. Monty and Steve tied with seven. And Kathy has six. Well, we're going to wrap around to geography again, and we can debate again what geography means, because that's really the most important thing about Trivial Pursuit, is debating what a geography question is. It's what I'm learning. We will do that now. I don't know how important it is, but it's definitely where we spend the most time. But let me tell you, the answer to this question that you need to try and guess is Delaware. Hi. I'm in Delaware. Delaware. What the hell could anybody possibly want to know that has the answer Delaware? (laughs) Nothing. Which state are you least likely to go to? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> unless you're a multinational corporation. Where am That's I exactly. trapped? <laughs> <laughs> where should the help be sent? If you have to guess, where to send help, yeah. Wow, I don't even know if that's right, but I, I love how geographic it is. <laughs> I should have been more geographic. That's a, those are weird words. Said no one ever. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't think those are words I've heard in that order ever. Warning, geographic violence. <laughs> Boy, he said, looking over a map, that is sure geographic. <laughs> all right, I've got all the questions here, and I've judged them harshly. Good. Mm. As we expect. It. Yeah, As deserved, I'm sure. Because I'm, I mean, none of you got it right. What? The what actual question new? was what U.S. state has the lowest, highest elevation at 60 <laughs> feet? Oh, wow. I can't. Oh, okay. that Boy, is... Delaware. What a, what a superlative. Yet another highlight for the great state of Delaware. <laughs> uh, but we, all got, we got some great questions that uh, would have been much better questions than that. Shelly, what was your question? I was going to go straight for a borders question, but then I figured we'd already done that. So I just made something up. I said, what is the last New England state to join the United States? I have no idea whether that's true. Probably isn't. It's not a New England state. New England? (laughs) And it was not the last to join. I think it was the first to join. Is this covered in 1776 at all? A musical entirely (laughs) about the process? What what does the musical (laughs) say? As someone who lives in New England, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Delaware is not in New England. Dan, what was your question? Which state is nicknamed the first state? Boy, another superlative for Delaware. What an exciting nickname. (laughs) I believe that is its nickname, isn't it? I I decided that you can complain about state nicknames really being about geography because I didn't think it was that geographic and I gave it no points. Sorry, Dan. Monty. (laughs) Sorry, what language is spoken in Delaware? (laughs) Better, better. (laughs) Work your way to borders. Work your way to borders and we'll have something. Monty, what was your question? Geographic, my friend. Uh, I decided to just get the ball over the middle of the plate. What state's capital is Dover? Yeah, and I guess technically a capital would be geography. It didn't thrill me. It seems like a pretty... It, it, it seems pretty, pretty generic. I think it often is. In oh, geography is, is capitals and... It, it, states, states and capitals, yeah. Exports. Yeah, I give you a point for that. I give you a point. culture. It's not about altitude, geography. but it is... Uh, it is accurate. Kathy, what was your question? My question, because I went even lower... Than previous uh, questions presented, which state board- shares borders with the most states? Mm, probably not even accurate. Not, at not all. even remotely nope. accurate. No. How- no. However, it does mention borders, and that seems really geographic to me. Like <laughs> Tennessee or something. <laughs> he loves Hooray! borders. Steve, what was yours? Which state is often referred to as upside down Vermont? <laughs> That's New Hampshire. <laughs> I agree. That is New Hampshire. No, that's New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. And not no. Delaware. <laughs> Again, cl- conflating New England states with those that are not. So Delaware also looks very much like upside down Vermont, I'm going to say. And I was going to give you two points for it anyway, but now now I've decided you've disappointed me. So you get a point and Monty's going to get your other point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bad you news, know Jason. I've decided this is now a game about arguing whether or not things belong in categories. That's uh, fine. <laughs> Hey, take a good hard look at Delaware and then flip it over and stick it next to Vermont and then take your points. Yes, I will not, sir. <laughs> and Kelly, go. what was your answer? Which state has a border referred to as 12 mile circle? I don't know if well, that's, that's more real. than one state, isn't and it's, it? Pencil- it is, and it's real. No, it's also, but it's not, that's, that's not the only state. Pennsylvania also has that. It's Pennsylvania's border with Delaware. This was by far the most exciting. Uh, ge- geographic <laughs> question and therefore three points to Kelly two points to Caillou 
Did you know that when Pennsylvania was per- first planned, they didn't know where that circle was? And that yeah. leads to why we have the Mason-Dixon line. They eventually had to send experts yes. out to measure the damn country. States and how yeah. they got their shapes. It's a classic. It's good to know that even in reversed Trivial Pursuit, geography is the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst. It's you terrible. might think it would be the opposite. A geography would suddenly leap to the top of everybody's favorites list. But no, it sucks. <laughs> All right. That ends our reverse trivia round. Kelly in the lead with 17, Shelly tied with Caillou with 10, Monty in fourth place with 9, and Dan, Kathy, and Steve conclude the reverse trivia round tied for last place, but just behind at 8. Now we're going to move on to our next round. This round is called Get Me Rewrite, and your goal here is to give me a new question for this answer and make it funny so that you can please your opponents. Your opponents are doling out the points this time. Everybody will choose a favorite answer or question and give their opponent three points. So here is your answer. 44. <laughs> Send me your questions, please. Mm. Do, we get a, do we get a category or no? It's sports and leisure. Sports and leisure. Hmm. Are there points given for being within the category or does it matter? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to know. Unless it does. <laughs> but it probably doesn't. Maybe. All of the fake questions are in. I'm going to read them now in a random order. Everybody pay attention and tell me what your favorite one is. And you get to give points to your enemies. Isn't that fun? Oh. Here, the again, just a reminder, the answer, 44. 44. How many different flavors of Jelly Bellies are kept in stock in the Oval Office after the president's chief of staff painstakingly removes the black licorice ones. (laughs) How many incomparable hosts are also presidential historians? (laughs) What number does Mr. October wear? Oof. How how many cheeseburgers did Larry Bird slam dunk in his McDonald's commercial? (laughs) How many hours did John Glenn spend in his space capsule all alone? And what is the record for the most injuries sustained in a pig race? <laughs> and I want you to tell tell me each in turn which one was uh, the one that you liked the best. So, uh, Shelley, I enjoyed the pig race one. The pig race, very well, Monty. I also enjoyed the pig race one. The pig race one. All right, Kelly. Pig race injuries. Pig race injuries. Great band, Dan. <laughs> It's a great password. I got at the risk of not covering the spread. Got to go with the big race. <laughs> That's not how it works. And uh, let's see, Kathy. What about you? I gotta. Go, I want to go for Larry Bird, please. Larry Bird. All right, and Steve. Yeah, I greatly enjoy the image of Larry Bird slam dunking Big Macs. So I'm going to go with that one as well. Pig race injuries. That was the work of Kathy Campbell, who receives 12 oh. points from your enemies. And Very Dan nice. Morin, <laughs> Thank who, you. who's a slamming cheeseburgers, gets six. <laughs> I also enjoyed the image of like, trying to slam cheeseburgers. It was very good. <laughs> yes, a lot of them. By the way, the actual question is, how many points does a word quiz without blanks score if it's the first played in a Scrabble brand? Scrabble brand, R with the circle in it, crossword game. <laughs> oh, I would have totally wow. gotten that in the first round. I, I like how game makers are apparently uh, respectful of other game makers' brands. <laughs> My question was the... Uh, John Glenn one, incidentally. I was hoping that the all alone would feel weird <laughs> enough that it, it did get a laugh out of Jason. Yeah, it did make me laugh. Um, 
Monty, I did enjoy the whimsical nature of that All alone. sentence. All, all alone. alone. No idea if it's accurate. He was all podcast. alone. Yeah. And he did orbit the Earth. He must have been up there for a while. How many hours was John Glenn orbiting? Five hours, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, then what's he whining about? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was all alone for five hours? Poor baby. Some people would pay good money for five hours in a space capsule with peace and quiet. Maybe if there was a pig race. <laughs> I don't know. Too many injuries I, in a pig I, race. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Have you ever seen a pig race in a space capsule? It gets messy. <laughs> That was a Disney movie from the 70s, wasn't it? That sure was. <laughs> yep. With Don Knotts. I think so. And Kurt Russell. Flubber was involved at some point. In science and nature, I want you to write a funny question. The answer of which is the Bartlett pair. Oh. You're, you're trying to please your opponents with mm. an answer that pleases them so that they mm. give you three points. But they're my opponents and I hate them all. <laughs> hey. We can hear Make you. them give you their points. Mm-hmm. Be like Kathy with her pig race. I know. <laughs> the only points I've gotten, other than the pity points. Have you ever seen a Bartlett pair race? I'm just waiting for uh, the most hilarious answer of all, which is going to come from Steve. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what the hell? There it goes. That's the spirit. The spirit of Caillou. You can tell how hilarious it is from Jason's reaction. (laughs) Mission accomplished. So I'm going to read them all. Everybody pay attention because um, you get to grant points to your favorite of these. The answer, the Bartlett pear. What is the worst fruit? What does Martin Sheen call the two Emmys he won for the West Wing? Uh, For what fruit did Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo star in a commercial? Which fruit is named for its resemblance to American statesman Josiah Bartlett's nether regions? (laughs) (laughs) What fruit appears in the most famous quotations? (laughs) And what did the inventor of the book of quotations call his testicles? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wow oh, go to bed glenn's kids uh, yeah it's getting towards that point in the game show uh yeah. so the real question is what fruit was named for enoch bartlett of course enoch <laughs> bartlett of course, enoch. Of course. Wow. it was the bosch pair by the way i'd like to go through now and ask uh, which uh which one did you like the best monty um i liked what is the worst fruit although i think it's durian <laughs> okay um shelly i like the uh what the bartlett quotation one that did not reference testicles i can't remember the exact wording all right the one without the the, the testicles i have nothing against I testicles i just thought it would the other one was funnier i have nothing against pears dan <laughs> uh i'm gonna go with the um the the uh, uh martin sheen winning winning his emmys because i knew there was gonna be a west wing reference in there somewhere and i enjoyed it there it is steve hmm hmm hmm, hmm. I'm going to go with what is the worst fruit, although it's obviously the tomato. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy? I really like Martin Sheen's Emmys. So does Martin Sheen. So does he. (laughs) (laughs) High five! (laughs) And Kelly? Uh, I am going to go with uh, Steve's answer, uh, what is the worst fruit, even though we all know it's the tomato, because he is correct. (laughs) 
He didn't win any Emmy Awards, by the way. That's a damn shame. It is. He got nominated a bunch. Yeah, he should have. He deserved those Emmys. He deserved the Bartlett pear. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst fruit? That was Kathy's answer. <laughs> Dang it, Kathy. Nice. Good job, Kathy. I appreciate the simplicity <laughs> very much. Nine yes. points for Kathy Campbell. What does Martin Sheen call the two Emmys he won for the West Wing? That was Shelley's answer. Well nice. done, Shelley. Well played, Matt. Six Madeline. points for Shelley. Mm-hmm. What fruit appears in the most famous quotations, the one without the testicles? That was Dan's answer. <laughs> Good job, Dan. Classy. Thank you. <laughs> so wait, you're saying that both Monty and I took the low-hanging fruit in our answer? <laughs> As it were. <laughs> As, and nobody picked Scooby-Doo. Why do they need a commercial for the Bartlett well, Pear? Yeah, I'm I like just the idea of a commercial for the Bartlett Pear. But... Right. Well, if it's the worst fruit, that would explain Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after Get Me Rewrite, things have really changed. When we look at the scoreboard, Kathy now in the lead with 29 points. That's a lot of pig races. Kelly second with 17. Dan tied with Kelly for second with 17. Shelly right behind them at 16. Caillou at 10. And then below Caillou, Monty with 9. And Steve with 8. Mm. Then undone by testicles once again. <laughs> once again. As you, as you came into life, so you will leave. Reverse trivia. I'm at the bottom. I will justify that. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to change it up briefly here. I am. Is going, this the crazy round? It's the crazy round. Whoa, it's crazy. And here is your question. I just, I just ask you a normal trivial pursuit question, and you answer. <laughs> no, it's worse. Crazy. And it's actually about geography, and it's in the geography category. Forty-four. That's crazy. Who remembers what the question was? <laughs> this round is called. What category is this? The question oh. from oh, the yes. front of the card is, how many pedals does a grand piano have? Your job is to tell me what <laughs> trivial uh. pursuit category is this question in? Don't list them. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> just because I know them and I hope everybody else doesn't. I'm just thinking because there are at least three categories that this could easily go into. Yep. yep. Geography. Trivial, trivial pursuit writers are knuckleheads. Because <laughs> oh, anything yeah. could be geography. Yeah. It's the language of music, Jason, which is a part of geography. But are those pedals on the border of Czechoslovakia? <laughs> as long as you mention borders, he'll give you points for it. Yep. So. <laughs> this was interesting. How many pedals does a grand piano have? Four of you answered sports and leisure. Shelley, Monty, Kelly, and Steve. It's not sports and leisure. <sighs> Dan, true to form, went with arts and literature because, of course, music is part of the arts. Also, not the category. Yeah, well, <laughs> saw that coming after the long lead up. Kathy it's be science and nature. and nature, isn't it? Went with science and nature because music is a science, <laughs> and you can find a piano out in nature. <laughs> <laughs> On the piano tree. And the rich, and the rich <laughs> yep. get richer. Kathy is absolutely correct. Oh, wow. Oh, Kathy. At least we were all smart enough not to say entertainment. Wait. Right. Or geography. It was you could nature? make an argument for history if it were like historically. See, the, that, right. So I I knew that Jason picked this card for a reason. And I was like, okay, so it's not going to be the two main ones. And so I was waffling between history and science and nature. But I was like, okay, the number of pedals that you have to use in order to make a grand piano do its thing and magically, I don't know. But yes, science is, and nature. Is not the number of pedals on a grand piano the same as the number of pedals 
Kathy, um, I didn't come here for a science lecture. Or yeah. any other type of piano? <laughs> really? Yeah, number one, is it three? Yeah. And number two... It, yeah. Yeah. Pedal, yeah. History has told the story of many grand pianos. Jason, we <laughs> need to know the answer Jason, to the question. We need, yeah, we need the answer. <laughs> you, you need to is tell us, three? Jason. Three. There are three pedals. Okay. Yes. To a grand yes. piano. That's, that's normally, mm. there are three pedals. Yeah. Science tells it's us just, that there are three it's pedals. It's just science, Dan. <laughs> it's only natural. <laughs> oh, my well, goodness. So the good. only way a piano works in the first place is because science, man. I feel Sound that. waves. It's time to put the fake out round in which we basically rip off low definition. Hi, Steve. Uh, hey. Uh, what, I want, what I want all of you to do is come up with a plausible question for this answer. Send it in. I'll read them all mixed in with the real answer. All mm. of you will get points if you pick the real answer. And you will like give a very good idea to someone else <laughs> if you pick their fake answer to this question <laughs> in the category of history. Gerald Ford and Robert Dole. Gerald Ford and Robert Dole. They fight crime. <laughs> and then something that rhymes with Dole. And mine for coal. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> Oh, I'm revamping my answer now. <laughs> all right. All of the questions are in. I'll read them now. Uh, pay attention because each of you is going to be asked to choose the one you think is the real Trivial Pursuit question. What two politicians really enjoyed eating pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> Only two ever. <laughs> Don't think about that question too long. Which candidates were defeated by Jimmy Carter and Walter Mondale in the 1976 presidential election? Name two Republicans who led their respective chambers of Congress. What two prominent U.S. politicians ascended to elective office without being elected? What presidential ticket was dubbed Bozo and the Pineapple? <laughs> Which two former Republican congressmen had the shortest last names? <laughs> and who were the primary challengers to Ronald Reagan for the Republican candidacy for president in 1980? Those are the questions. One of those is the real Trivial Pursuit question. Let's find out, shall we? Monty, what, uh, what's your guess? Uh, I'm going to say the Jimmy Carter one. All right. Which candidates were defeated by Jimmy Carter and Walter Mondale? That's the one. All right. Steve? Huh. There are actually, surprisingly, a few of these that sound pretty reasonable. I like the one where they were the leaders of their respective houses, because I think that was true. But then I feel like the question could potentially describe like any two combinations of Republicans who were head of their houses because it didn't specify anything about a year or anything. So I'm going to go with I think the final one was about primary challengers for for Ronald Reagan for Ronald Reagan. And I feel like that's plausible. So I'm going to go with that. Right. That's a very timely answer. Uh, you know, I, I, in looking over these questions, I, I enjoy that there are some that are like, ooh, this happened in the last two years. It's very timely. And now, of course, <laughs> it's a long time ago. Um, Shelly, which one do you like? I also like the Jimmy Carter one, which is how we'll refer to it from now on. All right. The Jimmy Carter one. Dan? Could you repeat the one about the length of their last names? Um, it is, which two former Republican congressmen have the shortest last names? I'm going to go with that one. All right. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> Kelly? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Jimmy Carter one. Oh, the Jimmy Carter one. All right. And Kathy? 
I would like to choose the chambers, please. The chambers, the chamber pot. Yes. All right, let's go around now and find out uh, what the real questions were and what the uh, fake questions were. Um, Kelly, Monty, and Shelley all thought the question was, which candidates were defeated by Jimmy Carter and Walter Mondale in the 1976 presidential election? That was Steve's question. Mm. Wow. <sighs> How about that? I felt bad about it because I knew that wasn't Ford's vice president. It's Nelson Rockefeller. But I thought maybe he changed it for the election. I think he was with That's my Dole. question is, is that true? Even if that's not the answer? It is true. Ro- Rockefeller wasn't on the ticket in 76. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no one was, was voting for a Rockefeller. Yeah. That's that crazy. Is, that yeah. is, that no. is an accurate Jason Rockefeller question. had a sex scandal. Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, Kathy Campbell said, name two Republicans who led their respective chambers of Congress. The chamber one. That was Shelley's answer. Three points for Shelley. Mm, that nice. was a good one. I, I have to say that I was slightly inaccurate, and I almost changed my answer, my question before it went through, because they didn't lead the chambers of the House. They led their respective parties yes. within right. the House. Well, they were the same party. Yeah, or Senate. Yeah. No, no, but Dole was in the leaders. Senate, yeah. and Ford was in the right. House. But he was yeah. the speaker. Could you have also just the, no, named No, no, he was two? not he was the speaker, the because Democrats, the Democrats, right, he's the minority leader minority in both leader, cases. Right. Yeah, minority leader. Um Dan said, which two former Republican congressmen have the shortest last names? Apparently forgetting about Joey A. (laughs) (laughs) He's right there at the beginning. Yeah, And and, and the way it's worded, it could be the shortest last names, just period, of all names. uh, For there are no letters shorter than uh, four. Uh, That was Kelly's fake question. So three points to Kelly. (laughs) You forgot about Cousin It. I don't know how well Trivial Pursuit is edited. Steve. You said, who were the primary challengers to Ronald Reagan for the Republican candidacy for the presidency in 1980? Hmm. And that was Monty's question. Nice. Three points I don't think to Monty. Ford was running in he 80. He didn't, no, he that didn't was run George again, Bush. did he? No, I think he was no, done. No, he did not. It yeah. was George Bush. It sounded plausible. So. Yeah. He didn't run again. Well, I paid for this microphone. That was 1980. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that... And that means, I have to tell you, that means that five oh, points no. goes to Caillou. Caillou. Dang it, Caillou. Because the oh. actual question is, what presidential ticket was dubbed Bozo and the Pineapple? It <laughs> 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 uh, was a good one. Wow. If I had been voting for funniest answers, it was going to be that one. That's a great trivia question because you can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to another fake question round. This from the category Science and Nature. The answer is... Alligators. Alligators. Not so easy, is it, Steve? <laughs> it's not. This is I all like being on this long, side of the game. Long Play gone. to grief, yep. Steve. <laughs> Shelly, I'm waiting for a question from or from you. Oh, called out for... I, I, I thought I would just be able to go under the radar while you guys were bickering. Oh, I just wanted to make sure you knew. <laughs> no, I, I know. It's all me. And it's also me. We in radio have to stick together. We <laughs> radio, thank you. <laughs> That sounds good. That's radio, radio biz peeps. <laughs> you keep throwing around that term biz, but, you know, I'm pretty sure you're not in radio. <laughs> I had a college radio show. It was wildly unprofessional. Is that, the, is that the name of it? No, it didn't have a name. I called myself Dr. Boogie, though, if that gives you any idea. Ask <laughs> <laughs> wow. an answer, counselor. They did not ask me to have a DJ name, but damned if I'm not going to give myself one. <laughs> did you play music, Dr. Boogie? Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Did you have a doctorate in boogieing? No. 
Did you play music, Dr. Boogie, is my choice for this episode's title. If it ever becomes an actual episode. (laughs) Right, all the questions are in for alligators. Alligators. Well. (laughs) Here are the possible questions, and you all will need to choose what they are. Here they are, and I've randomized them. Just for you. What residents of the Everglades are most endangered by urban development? Between alligators and crocodiles, which one does not show teeth when its mouth is closed? Which animals are responsible for the most deaths in the United States? Which large reptiles have the longest lifespan? Which has a better chance of running you down on land, alligators or crocodiles? Running you down? In their car. Which animals most closely resemble their prehistoric ancestors? And, until 1924, what was the leading cause of death of Egyptians? <laughs> Those are your questions. One of them is the real Trivial Pursuit question. Let's start with Kathy. What do you think? So many great, great questions. Mm. And I'm definitely not trying to delay to Mm-mm. make a decision. Nope. No, not at all. Nope. She's no, never nothing done that. writing on this but the no. whole game, Kathy. I know. Um, I would like to pick the prehistoric ancestors question. Prehistoric ancestors. Which animals most closely recommend re- recommend their prehistoric ancestors? <laughs> Three dinner. out of five prehistoric <laughs> ancestors oh, yeah. recommend prehistoric alligators. <laughs> <laughs> They got the yeah. teeth, Jason. All right. They do. They do. Check Kelly, out their Yelp reviews. Kelly, what would you like? Which answer would you like? The category here is alligators. Uh, most <laughs> likely to run you down. Running you down. All right. <laughs> run, beep, beep. I, I hate, hate getting in a run with down. alligators. They think they're so cool. Shelly? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wasn't that an SNL bit? Toons is the driving alligator? <laughs> of course it was. I'm, I'm also going to go with which most resemble their prehistoric ancestors. Prehistoric ancestors. All right. Dan? I'm going with the one about uh, the most deaths. Not the one... In Egypt prior to 1944. <laughs> I love that question. I love I it so much. Uh, but I'm going with the other one. Most which, like, in the United States. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Steve? I think I'm going to go with the showing their teeth, partially because I think that's a true science fact, but also because I remember playing this game and people getting those one or the other mm-hmm. uh, 50-50 questions mm-hmm. and being so pissed off. And so I I don't want to I don't want to miss the boat on this if it turns out to be metagaming. Right. If you miss the boat, you get eaten by an alligator. <laughs> yeah. by an alligators. Alligators. It's okay. I'm not an Egyptian. They wouldn't. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or before 1924. The question: What residents of the Everglades are most endangered by urban development? Sounds familiar to me. I think it's that one. Oh man! All right. It's a very '80s question. I feel. Oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. If there are any leftover points, I I, I suggest Monty get them instead of Caillou because that that kid didn't write squat. No. He didn't write anything. This Caillou round. has brought no humor to this show at all. Other than I four. disagree. The existence of Caillou <laughs> is pretty funny. <laughs> too. Yes. The idea that he was dead brought a smile to my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see which ones were uh, the right ones and which ones uh, fooled our players. Monty thought what residents of the Everglades are most endangered by urban development. That was Shelley's answer. Ah, good oh. question. Ooh, well played. Good so job. trivial pursuity. Very well done. 
I, I kind of felt that. I was kind of proud of that answer, actually. You should be. That was you a really good be. answer. Steve yeah. thought, between alligators and crocodiles, which one does not show teeth when its mouth is closed? Again, one of those choice answers. I hate those. Mm-hmm. And Kelly wrote that one. I hate it more now. Because I thought that was so wrong so many times. I'm totally that person. That's yeah. true, though. It's the, it is the alligators on the outside, right? Yep. Dan yeah, yeah, right. guessed which animals are responsible for the most most deaths, not pre-1924 by Egyptians, but in the United States. That was Kathy's fake. Oh, Dan. Oh, how will I ever get back at you? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I think he has ways of getting back at you. Uh-huh. He has some game shows that he runs. Like, you know. Yes. <laughs> but more immediately. Kathy thought the answer oh, no. was, the question was, which animals most closely resemble their prehistoric <laughs> ancestors? And that was Dan's. That was a great question that Dan asked. And you well answered. Well done, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. And Kelly picked which has a better chance of running you down on land alligators or crocodiles that is the trivial pursuit oh, west wow. running wow. you down on land nice job wow, that's great why is one better than the other they're they different animals that's one very one has similar gathered i mean you know who's faster on land alligators uh, <laughs> crocodiles i think are more water-based yes. they live in the nile unlike yeah. alligators i think alligators yeah. which kill people in egypt because they're on the boats yes. <laughs> on land they're on land everyone escapes the alligator the crocodiles jumps on a boat and gets eaten oh. uh, they go on vacation to egypt is is the deal Just maybe alligators work out more i don't know <laughs> of all those of all those fake questions monty's was the one that i had to work really hard not to laugh during so thank you monty well done i, I really enjoyed 19 24. That felt like a year where <laughs> something must have changed. I, 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 I enjoyed really it after 1924. It was like all the crocodiles they, killed the all crocodiles the alligators. <laughs> there. Yeah, there you go. Or there was some sort of research study that was done at that time. And, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I just want to know so much more about that rich fantasy world you've created. <laughs> We're losing so many people to alligators, you guys. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I know we like the Nile, but could we just back up 10 feet? <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our game. Let me recount the final scores. Yes, Kathy Campbell, congratulations. You are the winner wow. of this test by a wide margin over everybody else well done oh. kathy you've now won both this and low definition exactly once good job i, I you know what i no i got nothing i will retire no that's a lie i enjoy playing <laughs> these so much that i will always come back and i just enjoy losing so much that it's a shock to win even when you are a ghost, you will come and back and play games. Yes. <laughs> you dominated. It's very true. You really did. Kay, you and I. Uh, Kelly Gamont, you played incredibly well and finished second with 28 points. Good job. Man, I never win Ooh. this game. The silver medal. The silver medal is pretty good. Uh, clutching the bronze, uh, fighting away the alligators. It's Dan Morin. 23 points. Uh, I am undefeated in third place. <laughs> uh, Shelly Brisbane, radio professional. Fourth place, 22 points. Good job. Hooray. Steve Lutz, pretty good. Fifth place, 17 points. You, st- you finished ahead of Caillou. That's all that matters. All right. I had one very strong round, which I then made a much weaker round through my own uh, stupidity. <laughs> but I leave here with my self-respect, or I would have if that alligator hadn't just run me down. <laughs> and, uh, Monty, it doesn't matter that you finished behind Caillou, despite what I just told Steve. Uh, thank you for playing. You finished seventh with 12 points. This is an outrage. <laughs> and our ghost <laughs> player, Caillou from Canada, 15 Ooh, points, man. six plays. 
And that's it. That, believe it or not, is the end of this edition of Trivial Retreat. Thank you for listening. And perhaps sometime we'll come back and play a version of this game that makes more sense. But until then, the Amazon. The Amazon. It's geography. The Amazon. The Amazon.